Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Why do I feel like Styx is all of a sudden going to start yeah. singing? Yeah, that would be nice. Yes, it does. <clears throat> I should do that one of these days. <clears throat> As I try not to sound like death. You good? I feel fine, you yeah. You good? Okay. Well, snowing. Well, snow is stupid. Yeah. That's why I sound like that. stuff yeah. like that. Get that trending, please. Yeah. Snow is stupid, okay. Yeah. Back, change it on my thing. Uh, the Big Ten Conference announces its volleyball conference schedule rotation for next season. The schedule will remain a 20-game schedule with 10 home games, 10 away games. Nebraska will play three opponents, both home and away. Those opponents are Illinois, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Double play opponents were determined with consideration for competitive balance, geography, and rivalries. The Huskers will host Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Purdue, Rutgers, UCLA, and USC. And they'll travel to Maryland, Michigan State, Northwestern, Oregon, Ohio State, Penn State, and Washington. Each Big Ten school in the Central and Eastern time zone will make a single trip to the Pacific time zone during the season. Earlier start times hit different. Baylor Shireman is one of 30 players named to the Naismith Trophy Men's Player of the Year midseason team. He is the third different Blue Jay honored. For one of its Naismith Trophy-related awards, Trey Alexander and Ryan Kalkbrenner were both named to the preseason 50 watch list, while Kalkbrenner was one of 15 men listed on the Defensive Player of the Year watch list. Jays at Hinkle tomorrow at 11.30. Bring your sunglasses. Nebraska ball hosts Penn State tomorrow. PBA hangover special at 11 a.m. It's on BTN, not the cock. Some people thought. Be undefeated if that were the case, but we'll see. Uh, Omaha women's basketball. Hey, shout out John Schreiner. They upset South Dakota on the road, seventy-seven yeah. to sixty-seven. It's snowing up there, so they needed something. So they they were in Vermilion. Uh, it was a, a sweep by the Mavs against uh, yeah. USD. Um, so about that, they were an hour ahead of the men's game. So their game ends about halftime of our game. So I texted Schreiner. I said, "Go crazy in Vermilion," and he said. We're driving to Brookings. And I said, <laughs> I said, go crazy at Applebee's. We were just in Brookings. It's open until 11. <laughs> Don't order the wings. Now, that's how, that's how you celebrate a big dub against the, the Yotes there. Get a burger, that's fries. Impressive. Get the quesadilla burger. It's pretty good. Uh, those Mavs improved to 6-19 and 19 overall, 2-10 and 10 in conference play. They're in Brookings already, but they'll play tomorrow. The Omaha men get a huge win over the Yotes last night at Baxter. They begin their final homestand of the season. They win 91-84, so fun game. Over South Dakota to sweep the season series for the first time in five seasons. Frankie Fiddler scored 23. They remain in the thick of the hunt for the number one seed with two games to go at the end of the day. 13-14 and 14 overall, but 6-6 six and six in the summit. Even bigger game with South Dakota State tomorrow night at 7. Nick will be there. Will you? I will. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, Gary will be there, too. Yeah, but Gary he'll be, be working, there. so he, yeah, he won't be taking pictures. I'm going to be. I, we got some really good seats, too. Yeah, they had a Gerboni last night that was a South Dakota <laughs> basketball fan that was sitting in the uh on the floor Gucci row. No. Ooh. Yeah, so I watched How him. Does that he happen? he no. walked in, he walked in at about six fifteen and uh there was a group of us that were around where our broadcast location is and we saw him because it looked like he was like flexing and he walked right into the front row and sat <clears> down. <throat> I thought he was gonna be trouble. There's got there's gotta be ways yeah. to eliminate that. There's the gotta Rango? be ways to eliminate that. Uh, the bouncer? That. Uh, um, but yeah, they expect Omaha a big crowd tomorrow night. That was they so they swept South Dakota this year, and it's significant because you know South Dakota, uh, South Dakota State, North Dakota State, they all recruit in this area, and they have a long history of 
recruiting in Omaha. Uh, and, you know, you, you prove to local recruits that they want to stay close to home. We're better than them. Mm-hmm. And sweeping South Dakota is a good step. And first time it's happened since 1819, which was a pretty good year mm-hmm. for Omaha men's basketball. Uh, something's up with South Dakota. They're last in the Summit League. They should be better than yeah, they yeah, are. That's weird. It's cold there, But too. they also are, like, they, they struggled last year. I mean, Craig Smith hasn't been there for a while. They got a... They got a they got good players in that program, but I don't know. There's there's something missing with uh, South Dakota basketball, but uh, the summit league is up for grabs. Here's the other yeah, here's the other series. element of mid major basketball is regular season champions don't get an automatic berth in the NIT if you don't win your conference tournament. Oh, so it changes the dynamic. Oh, really? Bit. Yeah, it used to be if you would win the summit league regular yeah. season and you did not win the postseason, you'd still go to the NIT. Right. One year, South Dakota State with Dom, they had to go to Texas. They were in the NIT. They didn't win the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was actually the year that actually was eighteen nineteen, uh, because they got upset by Western Illinois in the oh, yeah. game. I remember that. And it was North Dakota State Omaha in the final. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that anymore. So it changes the dynamic a little bit of the importance of winning the regular when season. When did they change that? Uh, this past year, right? Was it, okay, I was going to say because I this, thought uh, last right? year they were last talking year, about last year or this year. Yeah, this has got to be the first year of that. I, I didn't even, I, yeah, I didn't realize that. And I remember it was either last year or the year before talking about the regular season champion while well, you you at least have the NIT because I think they were talking about on the women's side of it too. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember how that was brought up, but I know it was brought up like last year. So, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and you know, I mean, if you're in a Power 6 conference and you win the regular season, you're in the NCAA tournament. It right. benefited the, the OVCs and the, you know, the Summit Leagues better because yeah. you got it. At least you had at least... You were going to get two teams into the postseason, possibly. Yes. And now they don't have that uh, anymore. So mm-hmm. tomorrow night should be fun. Uh, South Dakota State's really good. They got beat by Kansas City last night. Be a great day tomorrow so people can go hang yeah. out down there by the arena before be a, going to the game. Be a big Bellevue West night yep. with uh, Frankie Fiddler against uh, Bill Kyle the third. Uh, Francis Marion Center. You can check that off your bingo card. Lauren Taylor set the NCAA record for all divisions with 44 rebounds. Who she thinks she is? Larry Smith Lord. and the Patriots. 85-62 win over North Greenville last night. She is a 5'11 senior. She pulled down 30 defensive rebounds, 14 offensive board. Nobody boxes out in the Division II game for the most ever in an NCAA contest. Taylor surpassed the Division II mark of 36 set by Christine Desain of West Virginia Tech against Ohio Valley way back in 1995. The old NCAA mark was 40 by Deborah Temple of Delta State, the Fighting Airlines, against Alabama-Birmingham in a Division I contest February 14, 1983. The Division Three mark is 38. Taylor is from Blythewood, South Carolina. She broke the Francis Marion mark of 32 set by LaRue Fields in a win over South Carolina in 1976. Grabbed 16 boards in the first quarter, 9 in the second, 8 in the third, 11 in the fourth. She also set a career high with 34 points and had her 18th double-double of the season. So to recap, 34 points and 44 rebounds. And most importantly, they won the game. Finally in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks are 3-7 and seven in the Doc Rivers era. Do with that what you will. Hey, Adrian Griffin deserved better. I got home last night in time to watch the end of their game against Memphis, and they were Milwaukee was a 14.5-point favorite. Is Doc Rivers' TV seat still warm? Can he go back to TV? Because he is a failure right now as the Bucks coach. Yep. Could the Bucks have three different head coaches during the course of the season? Oh, God. Bring back threw, Don Nelson. Because he threw his team under the bus last night. Oh, nice. He said some and guys, it's not even his team. Some guys were in Cabo. <laughs> well, here, here, it's not remember, his team. He's, he's also coaching in the All-Star game. Yeah, because 
That's what you do there, as you're the coach there, of the Bucks. And there is, hey, there is a guy. I, hey, I'm not. I'm not going to complain because we're all out there chasing it. There does, is there anybody else in sports that falls up more than Doc Rivers? No. Yeah, no. He, yeah, he, uh, Cliff Kingsbury was giving him a run for his yeah. money. But, <laughs> that's right. yeah, good that, point. That is a good one. So he said some guys were in Cabo. I mean, in, in, incredible how bad they are at three and seven. Mm-hmm. They ain't no Minnesota Timberwolves who are a game and a half clear of everybody else in the West. Won their fourth in a row last night. NBA champions this year. Ant-Man was great. Oh, hey, and they only have, so they have 27 games left, the T-Wolves do. Only 10 are on the road. By mm-hmm. stocking the T-Wolves? Mm-hmm. Ah! They up 30 in the first quarter last night. We are at T-Wolves town. On, we should be. On Cox 47 on, uh, yeah, that's what, what they it? show here. Valley Sports Midwest. Buddy we are part of the T-Wolves kingdom. We get the T-Wolves, and then on nights we don't get the T-Wolves, we get the Thunder. So we're, well, hey. It's not bad. We, we're NBA City here. That's right. Hey, the well, NHL. Well, yeah, well, Give say. us a G League team of Wolves and Thunder. Oh, come on. Take the, the Iowa Wonder. Wolves away. All right, thanks, How many Jimmy. times has that been discussed, by the way, the G League in Omaha? Many times. Mm. There was always like two phases, I feel like. Two waves of like G remember, League talk. I only remember one. There was um, the, the Gary Green and his group that owns the Storm Chasers in Union, Omaha, were approached the Nuggets, I believe. Yes, and I think we're thinking a, the same one. It wasn't that the one that they were talking about at first, maybe Ralston Arena? Yeah, it was the only place they would play was yeah. Ralston Arena. Yeah, okay. And then there was one, it was shortly after the Racers had left. Um, oh, it was within a handful of years. And again, I don't know what the format was. It wasn't called the G League then. Maybe it was still the CBA or the D League. I don't, I don't know what it was at the point, uh, but it was a little bit... You can't replace the race. I know. <laughs> well, we don't have we don't have the Starbuck Coliseum. Where are they going to play? Can't play at the Civic Auditorium. It's too bougie. I miss this. I miss the racers, man. That was that was fun times. The racers was amazing. I mi- I actually miss the Carbon Coliseum. I do too. I watched some amazing Lancer games there. But more than anything, one of my mem- most memorable times in that place was a racers game and it wasn't seeing legs i go uh, seeing minute bowl I, playing for the florida beach dogs i go i think where the coffee shop is is where the coliseum was that's sad yeah I, hey I, I called a lot of hockey games between the lancers and the stars at exarvin coliseum i loved it which you barn was, watch the which race. barn better uh Xarban coliseum or the icebox <laughs> come on pull this leg and it plays jingle bells it's called the icebox <laughs> nothing will top the icebox okay i didn't have to worry about my feet sticking to the ground yeah. when i walked Wait, at the icebox? That's character, though. So at, at one point, the icebox was a little bit more elite, is what you're saying. It's always elite. Always elite. <laughs> yeah. Have you been lately? Well, I've been, been there. Center? I've been there a while. I, I actually, I have, I've had lots of invites to go back down the lake yeah. and watch the stars. I just, my schedule is a little wonky. I went to a game uh, right before COVID, yeah. and speaking of like feet sticking to the floor, yeah, like, like you're at a downtown Lincoln bar. It's changed a little bit. That whole yeah. league has changed, unfortunately. Yeah. You say that like that's um, a bad thing. I, oh, I, it was fun. I would like to make a Stars game. I, so I, since I moved back here, uh, I haven't been back down in Lincoln, and that's, you know, that was my second home. Um, I just, I don't know why I haven't been down there. I don't have like anything against the new management. I really don't know them. Um, but I'm going to make it to a Stars game. Yeah. But the Stars are always, always the best team in the USHL. I don't care if they're in the last place. The dingier the barn, though, yeah. and more intimate like the icebox, the better hockey environment. I mean, it's it's one of the best hockey environments when it comes yes. to that level of play. It's like so all arenas, the old ones hey, were better. Quick, quick story about Exarban Coliseum, because you know the, the locker rooms were behind the curtain up on the stage. Yeah. And so John Baylor and I went to a racers game. Yeah. And we snuck in the back door. <laughs> like I was like, hey, let's. this is where I come in for hockey. We'll just... You know, there's no, there's no attendant back there. That's where the teams come in. 
and uh, we made Tate George late for a game <laughs> because Tate George was playing for. I remember him. Maybe the not the Connecticut team. I don't know. It it was an East Coast team yeah. playing the CBA, and we got into a conversation with Tate George coming out of the locker room, and he was late on the floor for introductions. <laughs> Because we were, maybe you guys locked we him out were just or something. firing all kinds of questions yeah. at him, especially about the game. Was it against Clemson? Yeah. That he hit the shot? Yeah. And, oh, it was. But yeah, so the horn sounds, and they're getting ready to he's do the... He's still talking he, to yeah, guys. He's still, he's still like back behind the curtain talking to Baylor and I. Did you guys have Sorry, to tell you him... Go did, did you tell him he needed to leave, or did he say, oh, I need to leave? No, he was like chilling with us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Were you guys like, oh, dude, I think you're about getting yeah. ready to be announced. Yeah, they got other I players. think then he got into some trouble off the floor, maybe some financial stuff. Yeah. Nice guy. No, it, I, I miss I miss Exarvin College. It was cool, just the the players that you would see come yeah. through there, and again, whether they were, you know, went on to do anything after that, or they were just, you know, the, on the final leg of their career, at like like Manu Bull. It was just it was cool as a young guy that you you knew of these guys, and it was fun, man. And it was a it was super affordable. We were we were a very modest uh, income family, there, so we'd go to a lot of games. So I know there it was be affordable. a racer mentioned this weekend because anytime there's a three point contest. Inevitably, Tim Legler's name yeah. is going to be mentioned. Yep, should be. All right. Uh, opening day of uh, college baseball. Chew on this for just a moment. What will June look like around here for red, blue, and black baseball? Uh, before we get to that, here is a guy with a great first name. His name is Gary. Joins us now on the 42-degree the source hotline. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you all? Good. How are you, sir? Outstanding. Uh, recuperating from a uh, knee replacement, but doing okay. Oh. So what, are, what, uh, what aren't you replacing on, on your body this week? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, Nick, how did the, uh, the butter, butter on the pop tarts? The... Oh, I actually okay. was—I did do it. It was very good. Damn. It okay. was very good. Right. I forgot to update uh, you guys on that. Yeah, well, I just was curious because yeah. I didn't think it was very good. But anyway, I thought it was very good. <laughs> since you were talking about uh, the gentleman, yeah. Since you were talking about the gentleman from uh, UNO Fiddler, Frankie Fiddler, yes, Frank Fiddler is he in one? Is he an NBA player? that we can look forward to watching. Uh, and my second question of the day is, is the young lady that's coming in from Elkhorn North to Nebraska going to have Prince. the same type of uh, capabilities and stardom as Caitlin Clark? Ooh. Uh, that's a that's a good question, Gary. I hope the uh, knee feels better. Thank you for the yeah, call. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. It, uh, no uh, pressure, Britt. Frankie's not an NBA guy. Uh, he'll, he'll get paid to play professional basketball, mm. but not not when you think of an NBA guy. He's a bucket getter. He's now ninth after his twenty-three six and six last night. He is ninth all time in scoring. I, for anybody that followed Omaha men's basketball in the Division Two era, there is a number that I don't think anybody thought could be eclipsed, and that is Dean the Dream. Yeah, Dean Thompson, who great, great basketball player. So he's the all-time leading scorer in Omaha men's basketball, and it's over eighteen hundred. Frankie is now about 400 away. He is ninth. He has one more year of eligibility. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of 23 jerseys that are popping up in the crowd. They're, you know, Frankie said on the air that the breaking the school record is pretty important to him, along with taking this program to the NCAA tournament. But he is inching closer. He won't break. Get him. A, he won't break it stay. this year. Yeah, uh, but he's now he's now in the top ten. If you but, can get him to stay, but he'll he'll play professional basketball somewhere. He'll get he'll get he'll get paid to play, yeah. or he'll be my analyst on the radio. <laughs> I could, yeah, well, yeah, you guys, you guys have good chemistry now. We we learned that a couple weeks ago. One day we'll have uh, sharpened fiddler. The Brit Prince thing. Talk about putting a lot of pressure on somebody though. 
I mean, I watched her in the state championship game last year and you know, I've heard so much about her. And she's impressive. But I, I don't know if you could look at anybody in any high school right now throughout the country and say, yeah, that's your next Caitlin Clark. I mean, that's what has made this thing with Caitlin Clark so remarkable is that's a generational talent. Um, from what I've seen with Britt Prince, she scores in a lot of different ways, and she's pretty dominant offensively, but let's, let's wait and see once you get to the Big Ten level, the collegiate level, where that game translates. I mean, she's, she's a scorer. She could do some great things. So the next, the next great women's basketball player, because you have Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are going to move on, is Juju Watkins. If you've not seen her play, she's a freshman at USC, and yep. she is a bucket getter as well. Here, here's the negative of the Caitlin Clark experience, is there's going to be bad comparisons out there moving forward, and people are going to try and compare the next great young female in high school basketball or college basketball to Caitlin Clark, and that's very unfair to Caitlin Clark and also unfair to that person. Now, Juju Watkins is the real deal. If you haven't you know, stayed up late till watch her on the Pac-12 network, please do it. Um, but we're going to get bad comparisons. But it, it, it's a good question by Gary because we in this town have seen Britt Prince play for basketball for a long time. If you saw her before Elkhorn North opened their doors and you saw her play AAU, you're like, yeah, she's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And she's going for another state title. And she's committed to Nebraska. Here, Here's what I hope. And, and I, I think people are smart enough. They're not going to say, well, Nebraska's got their Caitlin Clark. You never know because right. when when I mean I, I saw Caitlin Clark play at Dowling um, because a buddy of mine is uh, on the boys basketball staff and he said you got to come see this player she's actually being UConn's talking to her she's only a sophomore I went and saw her play as a sophomore at Dowling and I was like yeah there's something different Britt Prince if you've seen her play at Elkhorn North throughout her now fourth year of high school mm-hmm. uh, which you can't have a fifth year of high school unless you live in Immokalee Florida where. They have twenty-six-year-olds oh. that are playing football these oh, days. Well, yeah, it's a controversy down there, but I, I, I go back to the main story here. It's all about winning. Um, <laughs> is there'll be comparisons? Here's what I hope Britt Prince can provide to Nebraska: is Caitlin Clark has given Iowa women's basketball a vibe, and it has elevated the program to winning. I don't want to talk about records. I'm talking about the impact that you can make. Where the Nebraska women's basketball program, which is kind of middling. They're an NCAA program, but they're middling. They they always feel like an eight or nine seed that lacks athleticism. Yeah. Well, now you get Very a player, true. and they've also, I mean, they've they've st- the next two recruiting classes are shaping up to be pretty good for Amy, and you get Britt Prince in a battle to keep her in state, and she chooses your school, even though the school in blue has had more NCAA success and yep. was knocking on the door of the Final Four not too long ago. Yep. And you point. know what Flan's program is. So you get her. I just hope that she elevates the vibe, but more importantly, elevates the winning. And then the rest will take care of itself. But it's it's not fair to her or anybody else in right. her shoes or even Caitlin Clark because Caitlin Clark is a standalone. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was telling you guys yesterday, because leading up to last night, they started to show like the first year, which was the COVID year. You know, Carver Hawkeye is empty. Caitlin Clark, she was a she she got buckets, but she wasn't like she is now, like the kind of game where she was passing and shooting and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So you never know. She's a shooter. Just, just can you help can you help the program elevate the winning and then because of your stature, 
were able to attract recruits that wouldn't think about Nebraska. That's yeah. that's all I'm yeah. that's all I'm asking in her her career. And I think if you got that and you got you got numerous trips to the NCAA tournament, you'd say, Hey, we won a recruiting battle and good on you. You did what we thought you would do as a highly one of the, the highest ranked recruits ever to commit to Nebraska. Well and, and you're you're right about the what Nebraska's been kind of lacking when it comes to being a and the difference between being an NCAA tournament team and a legitimate threat to do anything in the NCAA tournament. And that is having like that that cold blooded killer, having that that difference maker that just takes over a game, but does it in a way that come all defenders, do what you want. You're still not going to shut her down. They haven't had that. They've had good spot shooters. They've had some good post players, but nothing electric to where their game is so well rounded. Put that, some respect on Megan Yetsena. <laughs> but that's the thing is I if I'm looking at what Nebraska and what she could represent. That's that's what people need to be more focused on. You're right. Is not if she or anyone else is going to be the next Kaylin Clark or could have that type of effect. It's just being able to have a significant impact on a game where everybody around you is obviously contributing, but you are you're the show. And that's not to say like she needs to take 80 shots a night or anything like that. But that's your offense is so well rounded. That not only are you getting yours every night and you're averaging, you know, well into you know, twenty to twenty-five points a game, but other people around you are getting theirs too, and you become a tough team to defend. Where it doesn't matter what team you're playing, you can't stop them, and they haven't had that type of player. There's there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten that haven't had that. There's a lot of teams in college basketball that haven't had that, and so. The fact that she could represent that for Nebraska, that should be the most exciting thing, I think. And then also the peer recruiting on what you can do on top of that while she's here to recruit around her, too. It's it's the same thing we talk about in football and in men's basketball, too. You get that that it-type player, and they show out that first year, and you can recruit to that. Then you got something there. Hey, think about this at Nebraska. So, I mean, I think Nebraska athletics, you know, the women have held up their end of the bargain. Men's athletics is kind of turning the corner and trending in a lot better direction across the board, not just football or men's basketball, but uh, across the board. Think about what they have in Lincoln. So, unfortunately, you're not going to have Jordy Ball, and and it's not like she is new. She's you know this is her third year in college, but you have like the young could change your program athletes. Skylar Pierce, who is a freshman, who is a great volleyball player now mm-hmm. she joins a program with we we could say well harper murray you were saying that about last year yeah. so a young so a young core but i'm talking about just an individual who is one of the highest rated recruits that joins you got dylan riola mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have Britt prince next year yeah that's that's not that's not bad for uh what's gonna go on in uh lincoln all right um i i pose this question uh, you can answer we'll go to break we'll talk about it on the other side today is the opening day of college baseball the road to omaha begins with snow on the ground where the road to Omaha end, uh, the road to Omaha ends, um, we're we're a good. I wouldn't consider us a college baseball town. We like college baseball. No, we actually like going to the College World Series yeah, for two town. weeks. Yeah, it's not like we're living and dying if LSU yeah. or Florida wins a national championship, unless you have a financial interest. There's not college baseball yeah. watch parties going on today yeah, and tomorrow yeah. and Sunday. You know, I mean, all, yeah. all three teams are on the road. Yeah. So I, I looked at D1 baseball's preseason 64. 
I, I need a magnifying glass to find either Omaha, Creighton, or Nebraska. They're not in there. Yeah. There's only the one bid from the Big East and the Summit League. I think, quick glance this morning, I think there's only two from the Big Ten, Iowa and Indiana. Mm-hmm. Now, UCLA, USC, and Oregon are in there, and they will be joining the conference next year. So, what will June look like around here, Nicholas? Will it include Nebraska, Creighton, Omaha, all three for the second time ever? None? One? Two? Call your shot. I'm going to go one, and I'm going to say it's going to be Creighton. And I that's... So they have to win the conference tournament they will in win, Ohio. Yep. They win the conference tournament. This is the thing that when I look at the type of team that Ed's bringing in, where Ed is... He's already got an offensive core. And I think that's been the issues where when they don't return guys and proven defensive players and offensive players, we know how much defense matters to Ed. That's one of those things that kind of can sort of lull throughout the season. The thing about their pitching staff, and this is what excites me more than anything about Creighton right now, is that they have a lot of power arms. And some of these guys that have had different spots over the last couple of years that actually can fill into starting roles, but also being able to have you know, the 90-plus stuff a little bit more regularly is something you don't see. I have a lot of confidence in what Ed does very well when it comes to defense, when it comes to being able to, his coaching staff manage pitching, that that can come along at the right time, especially given what you have here these next three weeks before you even get into conference play. I feel like having that part of it with Creighton puts them in a really good spot. Now, on the other side for Nebraska, we talked about this yesterday. It's the great unknown. And there are things about this team that I'm extremely intrigued about. And a lot of it has to do with what they're doing on the mound and who is leading Mm -hmm. those guys on the mound. But the offense worries me. All right, so did you guys participate in dry January? I did not know. Jimmy? Did I? I don't think so. You could have done what uh, Sarah Baker Hanson did, call it damp January. Where you were sort of. Okay, I'll say maybe I did that. But it wasn't on... Purpose. That was a birthday month, so I I, I don't feel it. confident enough. It's I, I got be, after it. It's going to be a dry June around here. A dry for June. The three Division One baseball programs. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't feel like wow. That is a NCAA team. Too many unknowns. But will Omaha's Tigers be here? That's the question. Oh, I thought you were talking about the select team, Omaha Tigers. That is actually a select team. I just need Dave Van Horn to finally win a championship. That's all I'm rooting for, and I don't want. Go. I don't want Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the best team in the country. They're boring. I, I, I've the changed here. I've changed. I, I want. I want debauchery. I want beads. <laughs> I want an Ed Orgeron lookalike getting it on outside of Zesto's at two in the morning. <laughs> That's what my college World Series is. Never gets old. Okay, you you might say, hey, that Caglione will be back again. And you know, Florida's going to want to make up for what happened against LSU, and LSU still has Tommy White. And I'll say, hey, they don't have Libby Dunn, so we don't have we yeah. don't have our Taylor Swift of college baseball. I'm all in on storylines and excitement and characters. Wake Forest has a great roster. I'm sorry, people in Winston-Salem. Your program is boring. Did you get enough of Tony Vitello last year, though? I love me some Tony I, I like Tony, but I thought he was almost a little too buttoned up last year. Yeah, because they got at him because uh, yeah. the previous time he was here, he got thrown out of the game. Right. So I, I want, people I like, want to, people I, are like, you don't do that to the College World Series. And I'm like, you don't do that to Tony V. Yeah. I, I, want, Tony, I want Tony Vitello unhinged. So, I'll take Tennessee. So I think it'll, be, I think it'll be a dry June, uh, but uh, Wake Forest will probably you know win the national title, and this will show up somewhere, and I'll you know I'll have all these demon deacon people are all over me. Yeah, 
I want to be clear all, now. We're talking about the that for people are like, wait, you're taking Creighton to go to the cultural series? No, to make the NCAA. I think tournament. that's what you said. <laughs> no, I did not. I think whoa, you were like whoa, Ryan Martindale, Scott Stahoviak, <laughs> they're all coming back. <laughs> Jim, Jim Henry, come on, lead him now. Make the NCAA tournament. There's a better path out of that uh, conference, I think, for Creighton. There's too many unknowns with uh, with Nebraska, and uh, yeah, I, I I worry again. For, Similar situation I have with Nebraska, I have with Omaha of the offense. All right. Come on, Dave. Let's finally get a national championship. All right. We'll celebrate because we will. I'll celebrate with him every year. I, I, think, I think a lot of Omaha yeah, fans of people, would. Yeah. Are gonna, they, they have a chance to be a top eight national seed. I like that. That's Florida, a good story. Florida looks really, really good, though. And we're a couple of years removed from our Arkansas hate after what happened with the, the Nebraska regional and them going after Mojo. Remember, we didn't like their fans for a while. Yeah, but. If you don't like Dave Van Horn, I got nothing for you. He's one of the greatest coaches in the history yep. of the Nebraska Athletic Department. There I said it. Probably not going to put him on the Mount Rushmore, but he's pretty damn close. He's like, if uh, if we had like uh, junior Mount Rushmore, like we had a knockoff, <laughs> you know, like you have fake Fleetwood <laughs> yeah. Mac. Well, then there's the, the fake uh, Chicago band that we're uh, advertising. Like if in, in, in somewhere. Fleetwood Mac. Like in South Ooh, Dakota. That's good. In South Dakota, in T, South Dakota, if they had fake Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like Van Horn would be on it. Well, they have uh, st- don't yeah. they have Stonehenge too? It's like a mini Stonehenge. There's Carhenge. Yeah, there's Carhenge too, but I think there's Stonehenge it too. Local. Yeah. yeah, no, I think uh, I, I think Van Horn is always the sentimental favorite. Yeah, he is because when we think of how 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 weird would that be if you had Nebraska goes on this incredible run, they get to the College World Series, and you have a game with Nebraska against Arkansas, you would have Van Horn coaching against his shortstop. And against See, his pitching coach, yeah. who was his right hand man and his best friend. Right now, that that would be <laughs> that would be the so much more uncomfortable. For. Like I, I think that might top the uh, fake Ed Orgeron outside of. I don't. The, uh, I don't know Zesto. who'd be more. Now, 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 you're getting. A little I don't know who'd there. be more uncomfortable. Still would have it, still have that video on my DMs. What, what, <laughs> it's good. And, it is and, and good for him, by the way. Uh, good for her. Who obviously. would be more uncomfortable between Will? She was. Uh, she is from Omaha. He was not from Omaha. She was from Omaha. Oh, a cop, so, so a cop she was. That broke it up. Told me she was a good host. Yeah, hostess. Chamber of Commerce. That's what you want. Yeah, got to be good. Good guests. Good she hostess, asked him after especially. She, have you gone to the zoo? And we had good guests. Obviously, that guy was, but uh, good hostess make make the event more. Uh, who would that be more uncomfortable for? Core or Wood? No, for uh, Will. Dave or even Rob Childress. I, 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 there would be so much awkwardness and un, yeah. just uncomfortable feelings. Eh, fans wouldn't care. Fans would get that, that. Would be now that would be something. Nebraska fans overwhelming the Arkansas yeah. fans. But oh, we're a long way from that. We just want fans. That's what we want here. We want fans. We want you to come and spend a lot of money in our community because we're having a big year of sports. We got the first and second round of the NCAA tournament. Yep. Maybe Nebraska plays in Omaha along with Iowa State, KU, and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. We got we got the College World Series. Okay, just come. We just want stories. We want people. We want people to spend money. That's all we're asking. Mm-hmm. We're just very simple people here in the Midwest. That's 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 all we want. Okay, and that's all I want. I, I'm I'm no longer into. Hey, I want the best eight. I, I just want stories, and I don't want boring oh, Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, but you brought up Rob Childers. I think Rob Childers is the head coach of Nebraska. We'll 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 discuss. Been an interesting offseason for Nebraska baseball. Uh, Thirty six past the hour. Wilson Moore will join us coming up in an hour. Nebraska men's basketball tomorrow at home, 11 o'clock against Penn State. If Creighton is at Butler at 11.30 at Hinkle. Uh, big, big day. All three men's basketball teams have big games ahead of them, uh, two with uh, some NCAA seating on the line. So we'll get into that with Wilson. Matt Verzal as well 
on a uh, feel-good uh, Friday on 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.